So this is it. They're taking a quarterback. First round. No questions, no doubts. They are absolutely, unequivocally, unconditionally taking a quarterback. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates, which I hope you'll take the time to check out as well. Mike Tomlin could have been, because he always is, at Ohio State's Pro Day yesterday. He wasn't. He instead went to Mississippi to watch Matt Corral, a quarterback. A lesser quarterback, by universal accounts, than either Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. And according to The analysis that followed Corral's feedback at Ole Miss, he didn't exactly exceed that level at his pro day. But that doesn't matter. What matters from the Pittsburgh perspective is that this head coach wanted to see Corral instead of what was at Ohio State. Now, granted, it's been a while since the Steelers have drafted anyone out of Ohio State, but when they did, Cam Hayward, Ryan Shazier, and lots of other guys, they've done pretty well. And it's not one of those stops that you generally skip on the tour. Now, you also could make the case that Tomlin hadn't seen Corral at the Combine, so this was going to be his first and only opportunity to see him in person, whereas he had seen the Ohio State guys. But I'm sorry. A pattern is a pattern is a pattern. And we have now seen three, three such visits over the past three days between Pickett right in their backyard, Willis at Liberty, and now this. They appear, that's appear to be, seriously invested in finding the right-slash-next young quarterback of the Steelers. And they appear, again, that's appear, to be okay with doing it now rather than waiting another year. And if you're waiting for me to say something like, but doesn't mean anything because they were also all over Justin Fields at Ohio State's Pro Day last year, and look, Fields ended up going to the Bears, and the Steelers were never even sniffing on him, ultimately. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And the main reason for that isn't even this behavior that I'm describing. The main reason is that if you listened carefully to the words spoken by both Art Rooney and Kevin Colbert back when they were talking about a month ago. Both of them expressed a wish to find Pittsburgh's future franchise quarterback now while Colbert's still here. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying 
Whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. Lots of other factors point to this as well. Clearly, clearly, they don't trust Mason Rudolph. That, that's over. And just as clearly, the contract to which they signed Mitch Trubisky is a, is a bridge-type deal. It's two years for a guy who's 27 years old. If he were to all of a sudden, you know, erupt like Mount Vesuvius, you would be cool with that. You could adjust on the fly. But it's a two-year deal coming off uh, a year as a backup in Buffalo. And it's not the kind of thing where you say, oh, yeah, that's that's the one. That's what we meant when we said we wanted to find the next franchise quarterback of the Steelers while Colbert's still here. Can't do that. Can't do that. What you can do is create a scenario in which you have in your camp, depending on who does or doesn't get traded, Trubisky, a number two overall pick from 2017. Rudolph, presuming he isn't traded, and I think that he would be in this setting, uh, a quarterback on whom they hung, the Steelers, themselves a first-round grade, and Dwayne Haskins, who still needs some polishing and still needs some work, but only a couple of years ago was the number 15 overall pick in the draft. So you take those guys and you take someone like Willis, who'd have to be a top 10 pick because the Steelers are probably going to have to vault over other teams that it would be searching for quarterbacks, notably the Carolina Panthers, who seem to be tracing the Steelers' footsteps from pro day to pro day. But what you'd have in your fold, especially if you recognize and accept that Willis is a project-type quarterback, meaning his decision-making, the interceptions that he threw, uh, being able to read NFL defenses, there isn't anyone who sees him who doubts that he needs some work, and he would actually benefit from being behind someone for a couple years on a bridge contract of some sort, while at the same time maybe getting involved in your offense in some different ways, slash style, who knows. But what you'd have done is you'd have set up three, maybe four guys that you're throwing up against a wall and waiting to see who sticks at the most important position. Now, I'm on record as saying that I am not in favor of a quarterback in the first round, and I'm further not in favor, that much more so, of trading up to get one. I believe the analysts, as well as my own eyes and my own ability to discern data, that this quarterback class is not the one that's going to produce that guy, the next great Pittsburgh quarterback. I also, however, don't think that my opinion is the be-all and end-all of these things, and I will always admit that the people involved have way, way, way more information than you or I ever could. 
So if they see something in Willis, if this head coach in particular sees something in Willis, where he is deemed to be potentially special, and they go ahead and make their big move, I'm not going to balk at it. I'm just not. Because at the end of the day, when I think back to what I initially wanted out of this draft, it was an offensive lineman. And I'd still be happy if it were an offensive lineman. But I also just watched them spend a gazillion dollars trying to build back that room. My goodness, can't say this enough. What an off-season this is going to be when we come back. Just one question. Q comes from Anthony who asks, do you feel, DK, that the Steelers have a reasonable shot at Tyran Matthew? My answer to that is yes. If they wanted to sign this player, they could certainly put forth a realistic effort. But my other sense in this is that they've got a lot of different holes still to fill. And as I've mentioned several times on this show, just in the past few days, they do not like to enter drafts seeking to fill holes. I mean, look at the dialogue we just had about quarterbacks. Even at the quarterback position, they didn't want to take any chances. If they can't or don't get their draft quarterback, they'll still have three of them in-house. And the position, if it sounds like I'm pointing at one specifically, uh, that's because that's the case. The position that I'm looking at is wide receiver more than any other. Uh, If you saw what the Chiefs got for Tyree Kill, and then in turn, what Hill got upon arriving in Miami for a salary, you know that even though he is the extreme, he's the ultimate big play guy in the league right now, you know how much these guys cost. And I still get the sense that because the Steelers let Juju walk, and they really did, they pretty much showed him the door, that they're still going to be looking for some kind of value depth in that regard. If you are of the belief, wait, no, if they are of the belief that Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool are legit one and two type receivers in this league, I'm not convinced. Actually, on either count, I could be sold on Deontay. I can't be on Chase, at least not yet. But if they're entering the season with those guys as a one and a two, then what they need to go and get is maybe a field stretcher and a a, a Ray Ray. Now, a Ray Ray doesn't cost much, even though the actual Ray Ray McLeod ended up getting a pretty nice contract from the 49ers, way more than, than what he's worth. 
But you can go and find a Ray Ray. You can find someone who's like that, who also does special teams and, and everything else that you need a depth receiver to do. But it's that it's that other one, that two slash three that's missing. And in a draft, in all recent NFL drafts, you've been able to get opening day starting wide receivers in the second, even the third rounds. So maybe that's the concession that they make there. My point is, I still think they have to spread their money out a little bit. I don't think that they can just go bonkers and say, wow, if we have this safety, then we're just going to be... My own belief, and I always will try to stress to you, what is my belief or suspicion as opposed to information that I'm getting from the inside, because they're very different things, obviously. My own belief is that the Steelers would love to have Matthew, but if they don't, they'll make a bigger effort to bring back Terrell Edmonds. And to be honest with you, I'd prefer that if it helps address other needs, which you'd think it would. I appreciate the question. That's good stuff. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one tomorrow.